It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. story. Great. It's not about assistance or leave. It's just a good story. Great. Welcome to the Child Care Barn Grill podcast. Jeff Johnson here coming to you live from upstairs studio in studio with an anecdote. Uh, Samantha Balch. Hello. Hello. I said I would I said I would start with a story because usually Jeff starts with a story. Yeah, I, usually I, I, I show up to the show with some dumb thing. And uh, and for this episode, Sam has got a well, we'll we'll listen and we'll decide if it's a dumb thing. I think I think it's somehow everything at once. So we are me and my class are outside in the morning and period, like we have a shed that's just full of various equipment. You know, every school's just got a shed full of stuff, and this shed is full of stuff. And on this particular Thursday, I decided I'm going to bring out the tennis balls. We just have a giant bucket of tennis balls. I'm going to bring these out. I haven't used them in a while. Never. I, there could be things living in the bottom of this, so we'll find out what's going on there. Bring them out, and I start. Ba- I just I'm bouncing them around because I enjoy bouncing balls and just you know, modeling that for the kids. And they start, a bunch of them come over and they're kind of trying to juggle them or they're throwing them at the concrete wall. And then one of my students uh, who I'm pretty close with, we hang out a lot, comes up to me and says, I have a game. And I say, awesome, what's your game? She says, I can touch the balls and you can't. That's the game. And I say, okay, Uh, is there anything else I need to know? She's like, well, I'm gonna try to get you to touch them. I said, okay. And then she winds her arm back and begins to try to pelt me with tennis ball. I'm like, oh, you've, okay. I see what's happened here. She invented dodgeball. She invented dodgeball. And the other children see this happening and they say, what is this game? And I say, well, the rule of the game is I can't touch the balls. So I'm trying not to touch them. Like, so we can throw them. And I say, that's, that seems to be the case. Now I do wear glasses and also I don't want my face to get hurt. So if you could try not to hit my face, that would be great. So a couple more of them start playing this game and like they are coming up to me point blank range and just whacking the balls into me. At which point I then say, so this kind of hurts a bit. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask, can I bring in two more rules? The first rule, there's a red line on our sort of concrete slab. Can, you, can I stay on one side and you stay on the other side? And they say, yeah, okay. And they all go and line up faster than I've ever seen children line up. <laughs> and the second thing, because they are four and five years old, so their aim is precarious at best, 
I go and I get a tennis racket and I say, I'm going to hold this in front of my face so that in case anything happens to come at me, I can protect my face. Is that okay? And they say, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Can we go? And I say, let's wait. Let's wait a second. I just want to make sure everybody's clear what we're just, so you're going to stay over there and I'm going to stay over here and you can throw them at me and I can't touch them. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yep, yep, yep. That's all. That's all. And it is a horde of bloodthirsty juvenile rhinos staring at me from one side of the concrete. And I am on the other side with a children's tennis racket in front of my face. And I say, okay, so whenever you're ready. And they just throw them all out. They are screaming and laughing. It is the best thing that's ever happened. They are so thrilled. And then they realize, oh no, we don't have any more. What do we do? I say, okay, Sam has to freeze. You can't move because we got to get all the balls back. Like, okay, that's fine with me. And just rapid fire, like no break. They're just pelting me with balls. I'm running around like a monkey. They're they're doing their best to hit me. They're laughing maniacally. Some of them are then scheming with each other. Well, if I stand over here and you stand over here and then we throw them at the same time, she won't have anywhere to go. What is this warfare that you're coming up with? Oh my God. Eventually I tell them after like 10 minutes, I'm like, can I get some water? Can I take a, in fact, how about we all get some water? Well, we all take some break. We take a break. I'm drinking my water. And one of my buddies comes up to me and goes, can we play more Sam party? I'm like what? Sam party. It's a game where we throw the balls at you. Sam party. Like you got it. We can play as much Sam party as you would like. Wow. And as I can handle, you, you got a, a game named after. I got you. a game named after me. It's dodgeball, but worse. <laughs> do, do you have Do you have any bruises? I don't know the name of tennis ball companies. Does it say Wilson on them? Oh Wilson man, is- I don't. I did actually have one on my arm from a kid who um, took the rules very loosely and just came up to me and whacked me. It wasn't <laughs> like a huge welt or anything. I was like, ow! And periodically, tell them, let's back away. But just a little, little bit of space. I won't get hurt. I just want to have fun. <laughs> so, so during I, during this during this game, were any any coworkers around? No, actually, they were on. We have a huge playground, so the only it was two teachers out there at that time. We have twenty four students. Uh, I would say about fifteen of them are in this game with me, and then the rest of them were probably on one of the climbing structures. So their attention was focused on the climbing structures. So at one point, I did actually film it. Like I said, I put my phone on the bench and I had it record. Uh, and then I proceeded to, like, you can see the backs of the children's heads and me as I am running around being pelt with, pelted with tennis balls, just because I thought that was a delightful memory for me to have. <laughs> when, when you're sitting in the nursing home uh, 70 yep. years from now, that'll be a, a nice, uh, nice video to watch. Exactly. That's my so, anecdote. So what Kids are we, are fun. what are we talking about? Uh, that, that was actually uh uh, better than most of mine. Um, so feel a little bit. Be so hard on yourself. You've been, you've been doing this for 500 episodes. No, way more than that now. 800, but, um, 800, my I, God. I see all I had was, uh, some, some new catchphrases I've been using with the dogs, but we'll have Ooh, to, that'll be the next episode. <laughs> have to save that one for the next one. Um, so what are we talking about this episode? We're talking about the lead teacher assistant teacher relationship. I feel like a lot of people cringed when they heard that. I feel like a lot of times the idea of lead and assistant gets kind of a uh, reaction. I think a lot of people are unhappy in that situation. 
why 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 are they unhappy i don't know i think there's a lot of things i mean all right let's let's talk it out for a minute um when you were in the classroom did you work with any assistant teachers um, or teacher assistants or teacher aides i don't know we got so much language for it not not i was i was mostly always the boss <laughs> so it didn't matter what everybody else was doing so, so i mean <laughs> i'm in charge i mean when back um I guess maybe maybe way back when I when I first started out as a a community center volunteer, um, I, I there was a kind of a hierarchy there, and I always yeah. had people I worked with, but pretty quickly it got to be people working for me, and I think that changes yeah. the relationship. I don't I don't know. What do you 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 want to get to? Um, I, I want to get to, I just feel like, dick or... <laughs> is, I feel like there's, so what's happening right now is we, we have, uh, in my program, we've hired people specifically in this like part-time assistant position. And okay. I'm noticing that the tendency is the assistant teacher gets all the grunt work. The assistant teacher has to fill up the water. The assistant teacher has to go get snack. The assistant teacher has to wipe the tables. And I don't like that. I, I don't think it should fall on the assistant teacher all the time because it's all of our classroom. Um, and also I want people to want to love this profession. I want people to love being with kids. And the best way to do that is to be with children and not have your only role to just be that of a glorified janitor. Um, and janitors are great and important, but I feel like I just feel like there's this attitude and I've seen it in multiple programs and it could just be where I've been, um, that I've been at places that the assistant is less than the assistant. Nah, their opinion doesn't have that much weight. The aide, eh, they're really here just to support because the teacher is the one doing the real work. And I just, I don't love that model for children. I don't love that model for us as adults. Well, and I'm being devil's advocate here. Please do. That's the whole that point of this podcast. You, but I mean, isn't that the job of the assistant to do the grunt I feel, work? No, <laughs> I think that's everybody's job. I clean the table sometimes. I should clean the table sometimes. But I mean, I have right kids there. clean the uh, tables. Like, assistant and the job there to assist. Isn't assisting also being with the children, listening to the children? Isn't assisting also chatting with me about behaviors we've noticed with this child which you can only notice if you are sometimes with this child what i don't, I don't I know what's the what's the job description say just says assist <laughs> <laughs> legitimately it just it basically is um it's that horrific job description of uh duties as assigned well you know I mean... almost and it's like we, I, I, I feel like as a, just as a profession, we can be more receptive to people assist us in lots of ways. And we can be open to having them assist us pedagogically and with the cleaning and the organizing. 
Sure. But I mean, somebody, somebody has to empty out the mop bucket and somebody's yeah, got to, let's take to, turns to pink pick rice out of, uh, out of, uh, Kimmy's hair and somebody's got to, uh, uh, whatever that thing that, uh, that, the the, the 18 month old just hacked up. Somebody's <laughs> got to clean that off the rug. Yeah. Let's take turns. Let's do, let's do it together. I guess it's my, my kind of attitude is like, I don't know if these hierarchies help us. I think that they burn people out and turn people away from the profession. Well, not the person that's being, that's, that's <laughs> the lead. Yeah. Not the lead person. Not I think per- that they burn out people that are legitimately interested and excited and are looking for a position that maybe has less hours or maybe has less in terms of like the documentation and the conferences with parents side, because maybe they're still in school or maybe they're just back in the workforce and they're not necessarily ready to take that step yet, but they want to learn about it. Like the most, I've been an assistant several times over and the most valuable times for me were when the leads would tell me stuff and ask me stuff and say, so when we do conferences, you know, you won't be there because of X, Y, and Z, you know, because that's not within your hours, that's not in your contract. And just so you know, this is how we prepare for them you know, we're looking for this. Did you want to do one of these ASQs? Did you want to do one with us and watch how we do it? Did you want to learn about how they are, how this data is collected or whatever it is for that school? And that not only was helpful for me as a professional to see that, it was also just good for me as a person to say, oh, I'm, I'm valued here. Like, yeah, a lot of my role is cleaning the tables, going to get lunch, taking snack back up when we're done, but also they care about what I say. They, they want me to feel good here. And that's really nice. That made me a lot more likely to want to stay there. And then when someone said, do you want to be a lead? I was a lot more likely to say, yeah, I've had a little bit of experience now. I kind of get the way things are flowing and I feel good about these people. They seem to enjoy me. I seem to like them. They seem to trust me. So of course I want to work with them. And I think that's all well and good if you happen to have an, a, a person in that assistant position who has fucks to give about the profession. But yeah. my, my, my experience is that a lot of times, and then we've talked about the, the, the phrase yeah. we use in the show for it is warm bodies. A lot of time programs yep. end up employing warm bodies where, where you're lucky if you can get them to effectively clean up the, the the glue off of the table and empty the mop bucket without having to be told 14 times. So I, I, I think yeah. that this profession often attracts to a lot of positions people who who, who you're lucky if they can do that basic mm-hmm. pickup stuff. Yeah, um, and I think a lot I'm, of that I'm, is I'm, a... I'm, I wish it wasn't that way. Right. I think you'd be hard pressed to find someone that's like, no, this is great. (laughs) We love the way this profession is. It's perfect. I think a lot of that is, you know, a society, a bigger societal issue, right? Than any two nitwits on a podcast can really hammer out. You know, it's how much respect do we give this profession? How much money do we pay the people who are working in this profession? You know, if your leads are making $13 an hour, so you're going to give $9.50 to your assistants, uh, why, why would they? work so hard like yeah okay I'm also going to try and find a different job that that sucks um so like and insofar as we can personally I think we can 
advertised positions that come with the idea that we want to train you as someone who is interested in this and we want to compensate you as a budding professional or in some cases even a professional that just wants to work fewer hours that has i've seen that before too um i don't know how that works because i don't run a program well i mean i don't know the, how the, you do that the way it would have to work is that that first somebody's got to write some uh some fucking better uh better job descriptions <laughs> Yeah, and, and I mean, I mean, it all it all goes back to that foundational stuff, and we've talked about this a lot when it comes to to policies and and procedures and handbooks. You you gotta you gotta make things clear, um, right. at the beginning, and and because that's the foundation for how things are going to operate. And yeah. if you're in a program where the assistant has always been doing doing the grunt work, and you want to change that, you've gotta you've gotta go back to those foundational documents, job descriptions, right. and handbooks and and rework them to to model what you want and then you got to go into that classroom and that that lead teacher who's uh who's been doing that job for for 15 years and and really doesn't like wiping noses and emptying the mop bucket you've you've got to kind of i don't know a shock caller i don't know how you go about i i mean i don't know for me how do i explain it without sounding like a complete friggin weirdo I mean, I am, so it's fine. Like the things like emptying them, like wiping children's noses, getting them ice packs. Like sure. I, I relish that work, that relationship building time, that literal care. It's not like I'm looking for children to get hurt so that I can care for them. It's that when that happens, I'm not shying away from it because, oh my gosh, of course you're feeling badly. Let me help you. I care, I care about this moment as an opportunity to build our relationship diapering. I care about this moment for us to build a connection with each other. I care about helping take care of our classroom. I, I like telling the children I'm cleaning over here right now. If you want to help, let me know. Cause the majority of them, of course they want to help me. They want to please me. And you know, then I show them, yeah, when I'm sweeping, I usually try and move the dustpan back a little bit. Cause sometimes there's that little bit that gets, that gets left behind. So I try and you know, scoop it in by scooting the dustpan. And then I'd, I'm getting, you know, little bits of practical living skills here and there. And I like that. <laughs> I love that kind of thing. I can't make other people like it. I can't make them see it the way I do. I can only, you know, evangelize that. But I would hope that a lot of other people in this profession see those moments as generally good. They're not lesser moments in your day. It's all part of it. Yeah, well, you can't, you can't dictate that people have those same views, but programs can build that into their orientation process right. and their handbooks that, that in this program, you know, there, there are some things that are seen as drudgery, but they are also about relationship building and, and skill building and part of the, the caregiving process. And so we all need to, to be part of them. And, and with, I think a couple, a couple quick paragraphs in the staff handbook and a couple minutes in the staff orientation and then follow through which yeah, I mean, then the follow through always, always the hard part is is a step in the right direction but then i i guess if you're you're you want to move away from that hierarchy hierarchy of mm -hmm. of lead slash assistant then we need to start looking at at the terminology that we use right in classrooms whether it's co-teachers or 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 whatever yeah and i will say presently i'm in a classroom with um a total of 
four, three or four, it's confusing because we have the morning and the afternoon. So like in the morning, there are three co-teachers. Like on a technical contractual level, we all have the same job. Mm -hmm. And because we are three adults who chat um, and function in this way, we all kind of take on little things differently because that works out for us. Like I am a, I enjoy writing. I'm a relatively skilled writer. I'm a very quick writer as well. So whenever there is things that need to be written like for the classroom parents to the office, it generally falls to me to do. Like, and I'll say, oh, do you want me to write that email? And then I'll write it and leave it in the, in the email drafts and they can read over it and then we send it. And then on the flip side, so that like that, what would be considered by my two peers is like grunt work, like drudgery because of writing another email. I'm totally cool with it. And then on the flip side, I very rarely fill up the water bottles because one of the other teachers is like always out there and ready to do it. And she enjoyed, like she enjoys getting those water bottles full and telling the kids, drink your water, tot, drink your water. And so, you know, we've got that kind of a relationship where we're all working in what is very technically a similar way, but also different strengths are being able to shine and nobody really feels like, oh, so-and-so does so much less. So-and-so is never doing X, Y, and Z because we've all kind of figured it out. And, yeah, you know, I'm sure it'll change at some point if we ever, like, if one of the teachers leaves and somebody new comes in, you got to kind of mesh that dynamic all the time. Yeah, and and building building that cooperative structure where you're you're drawing on each other's strengths is is much more harmonious than than yeah. that kind of uh boss assistant kind of structure absolutely it's also just more fun yeah <laughs> in a yeah. way it, it i don't i don't feel weird about any sort of hierarchy anywhere because you know, on the piece of paper, we're, we're all even. So I don't have to feel like, oh, is so-and-so doing too much? Are they not doing enough? Because no, I know we're all doing what we need to be doing. And if there was ever a problem, which I really don't anticipate there being, but if there was, I know how to bring it up. Because again, it all says we technically do the same thing. So I'm, I have, I kind of have that as like a backing almost. Yeah. Don't yeah, worry too and, much about it. But then I also see that in, in some programs just for, oh, things like uh, liability, somebody, mm. the, the buck needs in a classroom, the buck needs to stop yeah. with somebody. And, and so, well, your desire to get rid of that hierarchy, and I, I tend to agree with that. Um, there, there's also just the logistics piece that when when somebody falls down and the arm is broken somebody needs to be accountable and right. and most yeah. programs want that to be to be one person yep so that i so would that, i would not cool. know how to deal with that that's a good that's a good point and i listeners if you know something about that please email me i am woefully ignorant in this area and so a, a program where the three people working in that room are are working as co-teachers and that's the, they've got a dynamic that's working having you know when when the director is upset about something mm -hmm. um it's not it's not really easy to haul all three of you into the office and talk about yeah. it or have to have those three conversations and so just for the the flow of information and and re responsibility having some sort of structure there is probably good so i don't know i don't good. know what the yeah. answer to that 
to that. I don't either. If you've got if you've got like a co-teacher situation, but there's still a hierarchy that works, like hit us up. I will say once I sort of did have that, I was a co-teacher with one other person, and that person had been at the school for longer. And so it was like, and we had talked about it, and she, you know, and I had told her, like, we are co-teachers, and it is my first year at this school. So I'm going to defer to you for a lot of things when I, especially when I have questions, is that okay? And she said, yeah, totally. I think that's part of my role this year is to kind of help figure that out. And, you know, if there are like big classroom specific questions, of course we will talk about it, but then I feel like I should be the one to kind of communicate it because I'm just the more, the more senior person in this position. And that was fine with me. Like I didn't, I preferred that because she had been there longer and that felt good. Yeah. Uh, Be okay. nice to your aides. I, get, cool. well, I gotta throw this one out there though. Um, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest problem I hear, the the biggest interstaff relationship problem I hear from caregivers, and this is usually huh? when I'm doing doing burnout stuff, is something along the lines of uh, my my co-teacher my lead teacher my assistant teacher doesn't know shit about play and yeah. they, I, how do I work with them or she's such a bitch um I hear both of those things quite frequently and 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 so I guess we can dream of this ideal world, we can but I also know that there are a lot of people that are struggling just to get through the day because they're stuck yeah. in a room with somebody they they can barely tolerate yeah that happened to me and I and I quit and I, I, I up and quit because uh, I was going home crying every day and uh, out of my mind miserable. So yeah, I don't have good. And okay, I will say I tried. Mm-hmm. I tried. I brought it up with the person in as professional of a way as I could. I brought it up with our direct boss in a way that seemed helpful at the time, uh, but nothing ever changed. And so I said, hey, for the sake of my life, uh deuces i'm out (laughs) have a good one see you never and uh that sucked just the whole scenario sucked and i'm in a better place now so that's that's, that was probably a better strategy than arsenic in the co-workers yes um, it was also much cheaper than that yeah Yeah, it was it was much cheaper um yeah you're not going to be friends with everybody i feel like that's important like you're not going to you're not going to be friends with everybody. You're not even going to like a lot of people and that's okay. You don't have to. Um, my advice for that, I guess, is just, you know, insofar as you can continue to be a professional, continue to, uh, keep in contact with, if you have like a good administrator director kind of person, like just keep in contact with that and, you know, let them know document stuff. If you're like super petty, like me. I do that if I'm like, ooh, this was interesting. Just going to save that as a screenshot. In case I need to come back to that sometime. That has been helpful previously. Well, and I mean, that's a, that's that's just a good idea across the board for, for yeah. everything, whether it's stuff the kids are learning or stuff you're experiencing with coworkers yep. is, is documenting stuff so that if you do need to- If you uh, need it, you have it. Pull it out, then you got it. Um, yeah. I wish everybody had a coworker they loved. You know, I wish I could provide that for everybody. I can't. Maybe. It sucks. That's why we need androids. Oh um, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
robot caregivers robot caregivers uh, that's the way the future is that's the way the future is going the the droids will soon take over the early learning profession um there probably won't be much need for early learning podcasts because i don't think i don't think robots uh they'll, no they'll download it right into their circuitry oh it'll be wow. great it'll be perfect you can't wait um you got to get on get got to get on the indoctrination of the robots so uh, start start looking at that any other thoughts before we wrap this one up um if you struggle with an assistant lead relationship i don't know email us we like your problems not in like a like we enjoy seeing you in pain but we want to help and so far as we can like we're not i don't know am i scary jeff i feel like i'm not that scary are you scary yeah, I feel like I'm like kind of I'm like scary intense sometimes. But like if you send an email, I will respond to your email. Yeah. Well, you're also kinda... um wait, I did try to respond to somebody's email who came to one of my webinars, but then it bounced back. Uh oh. And I feel really badly about that. So if you sent me an email, I swear I tried to respond. I'm sorry. <laughs> if it's somebody I've got the address. You might have you might have it. You might have them. Know. Um <laughs> Mm, I closed the thing that I didn't want to close. Anyway, uh, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill episode. Uh, no. Episode. Well, it has been an episode oh, of such podcast. Episode. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Back soon for oh, another yeah, episode. I forgot, to, I, forgot to, <laughs> I forgot how to end the show. Bye. Maybe I... Huh, maybe maybe we do need the androids. Or something. Maybe I'm a robot. Oh, wouldn't that be so cool if you were the robot? Maybe there's just a a flaw in my wiring. Hey, back soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Temperament. Temperament. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.